Welcome to St. Alphonsus Wellcast, the podcast where we explore the many facets of health and well-being. This podcast is brought to you by St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Well-Being and a generous grant from the St. Alphonsus Foundation. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the St. Alphonsus Wellcast where we dive into all things health. Today we are going to be talking about eating for immunity. With all of the viruses going around, we have influenza, RSV, of course, COVID, different respiratory and stomach bugs. One of our best defenses against these illnesses is to do whatever we can to boost our immune system. There's so much we can do with our habits and lifestyle to help our bodies function optimally and give it all the tools it needs to fight disease. Today, we have our own Candy Zapia. Hello again. And our lovely lifestyle medicine certified dietitian, Liz Anderson. Hi there. Here to provide us some recommendations for what we can do to support our immune systems, especially during this time of year when we tend to see more infectious illnesses. Thank you so much for joining us, Liz. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, great. So, as a dietitian, healthy eating is your area of expertise. What nutrients are vital for our immune system functioning? Wow, there's a lot out there. Probably everybody's heard of many, many different remedies that are that are really good for trying to fight off immunity. And um, common ones that you might have heard of are your iron and zinc and vitamin C and vitamin E, maybe omega-3 fatty acids or selenium. So all of those things that really can have an impact or some of them maybe not as much as we hoped. Um, but we kind of want to dive into that today and figure out what's really worth it or not to consume or to try to incorporate into your diet and what's really kind of not been proven to be as beneficial as we had hoped. For sure. So which ones would you say we should just not bother with? Yeah, so echinacea is one of those that um, – has been really promoted as being super healthful. And the literature is really mixed on this one, and it hasn't really proven to be as beneficial as we had, you know, had always been been told. Um, and there's some benefits, you know, if you drink an echinacea tea, that the warm beverage can really cut mucus when you're just coughing up stuff. And so many different viruses or, or illnesses you might have, you might be coughing a lot. And so that warmth can really be helpful to kind of cutting that mucus, but the actual echinacea part hasn't really lived up to the hype that it was kind of promoting. Um, ginger actually is one that is super helpful for antibacterial, antiviral. And so incorporating ginger, you know, real ginger or in the powder form or even um, in, in as a little cube of ginger into mm-hmm. your foods can be really, really good. Um, it's it's a root, so it's, it's pretty easy to incorporate um, into your diet. Um, things like zinc can be helpful, but we want to be super careful about how we consume that because um, you can really overdo it really easily. I was surprised. I looked up how much a zinc lozenge has it in it, and it's got 11 milligrams of zinc in just one little lozenge. And if when you're sick, you're like popping those things like candy all yeah, throughout the sure. day. <laughs> candy was just talking about her mom giving her zinc when yes. she was a kid. But um, over 40 milligrams in a day can cause a lot of stomach um, issues with diarrhea or nausea. And so that is definitely a side effect we do not want to to incorporate. We don't want to tack that no. onto our cough and our cold. Yeah, we're already feeling horrible, so <laughs> yeah. let's just tack on us not feeling good and from our stomach. So, um, so really eating a lot of these foods from foods instead of supplements is really the recommendation because it's really hard to overdose when you're eating a food, right? Um, but it's 
pretty easy to do when you're taking supplements. Um, vitamin C is another one. Um, emergency. Oh, emergency, right? Like yeah. everybody's, I go on a on a trip. I got to take my emergency. And really, it's shown to be helpful to shorten the duration of a cold by a few hours in adults. Hours. few hours. So How do I even figure that out? You know? I know. That's I know. an expensive few hours of yeah. relief. But it's, you know, like it can't, it, you know, you pretty much pee out what you don't right. consume. It was the vitamin C. So, yeah. yeah. So like in, you know, if you take it, take some emergency, uh, okay, maybe to help me out a little bit, but, um, but it's probably not going to have a huge impact on preventing you from getting sick right. or um, on really decreasing your symptoms um, completely. Um, so, yeah. Those are a few things. I mean, you could literally go bankrupt going oh to gosh. the drugstore oh, and purchasing every single supplement yeah. or mineral or vitamin yeah. that supposedly is going to improve your likelihood of fighting flu or or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's I love hearing what I've heard you say so many times as I overhear things from you. I love uh, sitting next to you and sharing an office nearby. But um, we eat food, not nutrients. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things mm-hmm. I hear you say. What are some of the nutritional powerhouses in terms of whole foods we can be consuming that contain these vital nutrients? Yeah, like the things that I mentioned that kind of can be encapsulated by one food is something like broccoli, right? So like broccoli has multiple different antioxidant components to it, anti-inflammatory components to it. A lot of these nutrients like the vitamin C we were talking about. And so, like, that's that's a food where you're like, wow, I can get a lot out of this. Something like beef. You know, if you if you don't eat meat, that's that's okay too. But if you do eat meat, like beef has in it a lot of iron. And if we're iron deficient, then our immune system is just suppressed. And it's also got zinc in its natural form. And it's really hard to overdose on zinc from eating, you know, a portion of beef. Right. Um, so those are things that really can be kind of kind of combine all of those nutrients. Bell peppers, like especially the red and the green bell peppers, again, super high in antioxidant content and vitamin C. So um, nuts and seeds um, have a high omega-3 fatty acid content. Selenium, which also helps out with our immune system and it being an antiviral and antibacterial. So um, getting a lots of you know, I'd say mostly plant-based foods because they provide like that variety of color to our diet, um, but also just have tons of little nutrients. And it's not just like one thing that we're focusing on from a supplement. I think that's really great. Um, so it's easy for us too to like think about individual foods that we mm-hmm. can consume. Mm-hmm. What are some basic meal ideas you can come up with that would help people incorporate a few different of these ingredients to ensure they're getting a good array of micronutrients to support their immune system? Yeah. I think of something like a stir fry where you can add mm-hmm. in it garlic, which has that antibacterial yeah. mm-hmm. and actually anti-tumor growth too for cancer risk. Um, And you have bell peppers in there and you've got um, a lot of other vegetables, anything that you want to add, like carrots or mushrooms. Yeah, snow peas. And and then also add that ginger into it. Ooh, yeah. Right? And so that's super flavorful and it it just mixes really well with those type of, of foods. And then I think about something like a curry dish. So curries, you add often mm. turmeric. Yes. So turmeric is a really another one that maybe people have heard about as being really beneficial for 
kind of fighting off um, illnesses. And there is some validity to that. But um, a few years ago, there was actually a tainted supply of turmeric in, in supplements. And so getting it from like the 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 um, powdered form of turmeric yeah. is, is more beneficial than taking a turmeric supplement because, okay. again, huh. there's been some problems with our supplement system. Right. Um, so turmeric provides like that really orangey, really warm color and flavor to foods. Um so if you have a curry, whether it's a dry curry or um, a wet curry, so adding the powder or a coconut milk kind of a curry, where you, again, add in lots of different vegetables, you can add in your protein sources and whatever you prefer, if it's a, a tofu or if it's a chicken or a fish or a beef, like, again, you can get lots and lots of variety. Again, ginger is a really good one to add mm-hmm. into that type of a dish as well. Um, turmeric can actually be, like, People can add it to their coffee grounds in the morning. And if you combine it with black pepper, it kind of acts as a catalyst in the the different antioxidant property in it, in it, and it makes it much more potent and helpful huh. for your immune system. So those are things that are just like little tweaks that you can add, and it kind of adds like this chai warmth to your coffee in the morning um, that some people might might like. It makes your coffee a little orange in color. <laughs> it's they a- do have turmeric tea. They do. They do. They do. As well. Yeah. yeah. I turmeric enjoy ginger. drinking the yeah, yeah. really yeah. turmeric ginger teas yep. are good. This time of year, it's like those nine nice warm, oh, yes. like flavors. Flavors are super, super helpful for our immune, but also just like seasonally really brings some warmth to it to us. I think it's so interesting, too, because so many cultures combine a lot of these flavors Mm -hmm. together sort of naturally without always thinking about the benefits for health necessarily. I just love thinking about how. You know, so many dishes that have turmeric in them do have black pepper in them. And, you know, just the anthropology right. of that is really cool. Um, but then also I'm just thinking about ways to make it super convenient for people. Does it matter if those stir fry veggies are fresh or frozen mm. or is it OK just to sub in whatever frozen things you have? Or Yeah, that's a great, there? a great thought. Um, it doesn't really matter, fresh or frozen. Um, a lot of times, especially in the winter, our produce comes from a really far distance from us. And yeah. so. The longer it's in transport, the more it degrades and there's less nutrient composition to that to that food. So frozen is flash frozen at the farms typically. And so the nutrients are just sucked right into it. Um, Texture is sometimes a little bit different when it comes to fresh versus frozen. But if if you don't, if it's a good fit for the whatever dish that you're going to add it to, Frozen is a great option, especially this time of year when we're we don't have our own gardens going. Yeah, and we don't also have availability of a lot of local produce that gives us um, that nutrient um, composition from just not having a long transport time. So frozen is a great great option. Can less is, chopping. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. it's already done for us. Um, canned is like. Okay, there's a lot of salt usually in the in mm-hmm. the canned stuff, and the texture is pretty mushy for a lot of um, a lot of things. But you can still use lower sodium versions of the of the canned stuff in whatever dish that would kind of maybe fit and maybe rinse off if it's got salt in it, just in a colander and get rid of some of that salt. But you know, those are anything is better than nothing. It's for sure, kind of my <laughs> take on on incorporating vegetables that, however you want to add it in, right. that's good. And I just have like a quick question. So, like, if you were to make, because it's soup time too. It so, is. we have soups and stews and everything like that. Are we getting the same benefit? Like, if I put my vegetables in the crock pot, 
for like several hours, is that still as potent or does it lose some of its potency? Yeah, that's a great a great question. Um, typically, um, as long as you're consuming the fluid that the ah. that the um, vegetable or food is cooked in, then you're getting all the nutrients because a lot of the vitamins and minerals huh. in the uh, vegetable are water soluble, so they like if they're soaked in water, they're gonna go out into the water. But the nice part is in a super stew, you drink the water, right? Like right. you consume mm-hmm. that. And so whether it's still in the vegetable or whether it's in the liquid you're drinking, mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. You're getting it all. If you're boiling it in a big pot of water and then taking it out of that pot of water, mm-hmm. that's where it. you're going to lose some of the nutrients. Okay. Some vegetables actually enhance their nutrient composition from cooking it, like a tomato, for instance, the lycopene mm-hmm. content mm-hmm. of tomato goes up, the antioxidant content goes up as you cook it. So sometimes it's actually beneficial to cook some of your vegetables um, in any format, roasting it or boiling it in the water you're going to consume it in from a soup. They can also be really, really great additions. That's great. So those are some really tasty ways to incorporate those nutrients for us. Um, Now that we know that there are certain foods that we can eat that will be helpful for us, what's the perfect diet to improve our immune system? (laughs) You know, I, I, I will say I don't like a perfect diet, right? <laughs> like I'm sure as you're sitting next to me, I talk uh-huh. a lot about um, there's no perfect diet. Um, and some people have a preference or an affinity towards eating a certain way, whether that's more plant-based, all plant-based in a vegan diet, or whether that's in- including some um, meat-based or animal-based products. I'd say, you know, a, a vast majority of your diet coming from whole foods coming from plant-based foods, and when you're incorporating any animal-based foods, it is in the form of a lean version as much as possible, but not in the form of, like, um, like foods that have things removed and then added. So, like, I think about some mm. of, like, the milk products that have, like, oh, we take out all the fat, but then we add in these thickeners and we add in <laughs> right, these, like, right. you know, emulsifiers and stuff. That's not what I would consider to be a whole food animal-based product. You want to just think about like, okay, maybe it's got a little bit of fat in it. Um, I don't want the full fat version probably of an animal-based product um, or a super fatty cut of meat, but a leaner cut of meat occasionally, if that's your preference, is okay to do. Um, and just kind of looking at that big picture, again, Not we're not eating nutrients. Mm-hmm. We are eating a whole diet that spreads out over weeks and months, and so the big picture um, it looks like it's got a lot of whole foods in it. It's got a lot of plants and a lot of color to it. And if you can incorporate some of these um, kind of herbs and spices that really provide a lot of antioxidant and flavor, we really mm-hmm. want flavor in our mm-hmm. foods. I never want people to eat foods that don't taste good. Right. Um, that that adds and enhances a lot of your diet by adding all of those spices and herbs um, because they, they are so nu- nutriently packed. Yeah, you don't always think about spices as being yeah. nutrient-dense, but there right. is a huge component of micronutrients in a lot of those spices. Yeah. Um, okay, so now we know about nutrition a little bit and the things we can do. What other things can we do with our lifestyle to improve our immune function? Yeah, I mean, this is like a holistic approach, right? If you think about 
when you are super stressed, when does a sickness come on? Right? Like right. usually Every right time. in the thick of right in the Every thick time. of it. Or right at the end of it, right? Like when you mm-hmm. finally have time to kind of decompress and you're like, oh whammo, here comes the sickness. Totally. Right. Like it happens all the time. And and that's why people get so sick around the holidays, I mm-hmm. think, right? Like it's a really stressful time. And then they're like, oh, I finally can breathe. And then it's like, oh, that's when I'm going to get sick. Along with being exposed to typically a lot of people. You go to parties. Perfect storm. Perfect storm, right? So stress management and some self-care, which is super challenging for people to do during this time of year when it's just hectic, on the go. You've got a lot going on and you want to just make everything perfect for everybody else. But like doing some self-care things. Whether that's a few moments in the morning of you just sitting and relaxing or doing some meditations, exercise is another one that in moderation is really, really helpful for immune um, support. In excess, however, exercise is an immune suppressor, right? right? So um, it's that balance of like getting outside and getting some movement, but not too much movement. (laughs) It's sleep. And so like the three of us have all like had different challenges with sleep. Definitely. For various different reasons. But like, how do you get a good quality sleep? And I, if anybody has like the (laughs) the right perfect thing for that, I'd love to to hear it. But uh, it's, yeah, um, sleep is so important. And we know lack of sleep increases inflammation. It makes us more susceptible to illness. And if we can get enough sleep, then we can fight off illness better. But I also <laughs> it's think, about getting the sleep. How does that oh, happen? Yeah. I also think when we're not sleeping, then we tend to like, oh, I don't eat as well. And I don't want to oh, plan and prepare foods. And, you know, like then it yeah. spirals and I'm not I'm not eating foods that help my immune system. And I go to the candy or the goodies that are on the, you know, table. So and that is a neurobiological phenomenon <laughs> that is very well substantiated in the science. It is not just <laughs> lack of willpower or <laughs> whatnot. Um, so, OK, so these are really great suggestions. We need to sleep. We need to make time for self-care. We need to eat well. Um, so in terms of getting movement in our body, um, what do you think the magic number is here? Like what should people be aiming for? Um, I, you know, I think even just short segments, um, of movement throughout your day. So whether that's 10 segments at or 10 minute segments at a time that I think can really boost people's energy level and it can kind of reduce your stress. So Mm -hmm. it can be like even just, you know, 20, 30 minutes throughout your day can be split up, right, in several different segments and just, like, go out for a walk on a break. Um, So that doesn't have to take out a lot from your life, but we do need to, like, think about imparting it in and taking that those little self-care breaks throughout our day. Um, So, you know, the recommendation is 150 minutes of cardiovascular exercise. Um, As I get older, I always really um, encourage people to incorporate strength because I think that that's really a, a big piece of just quality and quantity of life um, and for our general health just a couple times a week. So that's also so if you have a preference for one over the other, especially around the holidays, just prioritize one of them that you're like, I will do this because I yes. like it, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, any more than double that amount of exercise with it being, you know, 300 minutes, which is about six hours or, or, or so in a week can be like 
kind of detrimental, right? Like right. it can be too much. Um, and so you're kind of drawing that fine line. And I mean, I have lots of friends that exercise more than that. And you're drawing that sure, fine line sure. of of too much. And your immune system can definitely be hampered because of that. So it's kind of this sweet spot, right? We talk about sweet spots all the time, like enough, but not too much. Exactly. No. Enough, but not too much food. Enough, but not too yeah. much sleep. Enough, but not too much exercise. And stress management, obviously, is so important. Um, I know for you, Liz, exercise is a big source of stress relief for you. Candy, what are your go-tos for relieving stress? Oh, my goodness. It's usually something silly. Um, I <laughs> Like just the other night, um, I was just listening to music with my sisters and so sometimes just putting on music that is happy or uplifting um, can really like kind of like lift my mood and take away. So if I'm doing something that I'm not enjoying, for instance, folding laundry mm-hmm. or yeah. preparing dinner for like the big we're having a big get together Christmas thing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's like, OK, well, then I'm going to put on my most comfortable slippers. I'm going to turn on my music. I'm going to have something that kind of counteracts that stress. Yeah. Um, and I find that to be really relaxing and relieving for me. So, you know, I mean, it could be something else for somebody else. But try to find the things that you enjoy and find a way to incorporate them even if it isn't on a large scale like I love vacations I can't do that right now (laughs) yeah I know (laughs) (laughs) but maybe I can take a minute and look listen to some beach music in the background and put on a YouTube video of like some beaches and have 10 minutes in my pretend vacation. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I also think though that what you mentioned, like time with your sisters, like I I know you and your sisters, like you guys laugh and you know, that's such a good stress reliever. So it's like time with, you know, quality time with people that you love or just like that helps bring your stress down. I think that that can also be a component yes. that's really, really beneficial. Definitely. Yeah, it's all about community, relationships, mm-hmm. and all of those Absolutely. wonderful things that they all play a role in our body's ability to fight infection even. You know, being connected improves our immune response and improves our body's ability to function optimally. Um, that's so great. So I think we have some really great ways here to optimize our immune function via our lifestyle. The major take-homes I'm hearing from all of this are to eat plenty of color, fruits, veggies, nuts, whole grains, beans, stay hydrated, aim for movement every day, reduce stress, and sleep. Do you think we can do all those things? (laughs) I'd love to get the sleep. (laughs) Yes. All very doable. Um, Anyway, thank you so much for joining us, everyone. I hope this was helpful and provided some take-home points that you can implement into your own life to help your body function optimally and then also your mind. Um, Enjoy your holiday season, your winter, stay healthy. And if you have any questions or comments or ideas for future topics of discussion, you can drop them in the comment section below or email us at sawellness at stalfonsis.org. And we will chat with you next time. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of St. Alphonsus Wellcast, brought to you by St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Wellbeing and the St. Alphonsus Foundation. Always be sure to catch new episodes by subscribing to us through all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, and Spotify. We hope you'll tune in again. Until then, be well.